adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. We, <laughs> we just hit the button, everybody. Don't worry, Jason. Like, we can do this because no, I we can. can say we it. can. I can. So, like, we're we're talking about for whatever reason we got into the Civil War, and I was saying that you know that. That's probably a bad season in in the the, the series America, right? Uh, some would consider it a good season. Um, and then we got into the sports side where it's like, all right, what are are they like a franchise that got no wins and then debunked? Like, are they just no longer a franchise? Or because they were their own country, I said, are they the ABA, <laughs> right? Where then you just fold into the NBA and become this whole big conglomerate. Mm-hmm. And I then really, I I, th- I thought it was funny that you know the Confederacy uh, gets to represent the uh, the Black League of basketball. I thought 1000%. that was really funny. That was hilarious. Um, I don't know what's a good comparison, <laughs> a sports comparison to the Civil War. Hmm. I've really missed risking my career every Friday morning for the last two weeks. <laughs> it's fun to be back. Fun to be back. <laughs> we're, we're glad to see you back. Uh, hey, have you, Jason, let's go. Have you, uh, what has the last two weeks been like for you? Have you been relaxing? Have you been catching the pot and passing? Have you not listened at all? Like, I'm, nothing hurts my feelings. I'm just you look fit. where your last two weeks have been at. Thank you. Uh, I don't listen when I'm not. I, I, actually, I shouldn't say I don't listen because sometimes I do. But like usually... This is globally for me with any work. Like if I'm off, I am like checked out of it. Like I don't like I when I would uh, when I used to cover the NBA, if I was off for a game because there's 82 games, you don't cover mm-hmm, every game. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't I would not watch the game. No, I would read no. about it when I got back to work and needed to know I would get caught up on everything, but I wouldn't I wouldn't watch it. I, I so, get you. So I haven't been listening. I'm sorry. Part. No, 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 and no, it's fine. I, I'm, it doesn't hurt my feelings. I, I, I get you from the work part. That's good. I, get, I guess I look at stuff. it. I, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, okay. You're not wrong. Uh, I guess yeah. I look at it differently from as the owner of a business. It's more I mm. listen for quality control. Oh, right? okay. So like the weeks that I'm not on, I'm just oh, let's see what happened this week. Or like the week where you and I weren't on and we handed Tony the keys to the car <laughs> and he crashed. <laughs> he crashed the Lamborghini, right? Mm. And, and I'm I'm being facetious, but it's just like let's just see, make sure everything's going the way that we need it to go. The last two weeks have been all over the place. Work has been quite a handful. I bet with the yeah. Bears. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks the media just would just so enjoys preying on a bad team or bad performances or criticizing. According to Justin Fields, it's y'all creating narratives. Out they've here. lost 13 games in a row. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be fun Kinda to cover a team them. that was like winning and thriving. That'd be, that sounds like I'd love to try it. Sounds cool. <laughs> He's like, I would love to do it. I'd love to be covering a team where it's like the games don't really matter because of how good we are. Let's just talk about silly stuff like if the tight end is dating Taylor Swift. And I did have that a little bit when I was covering the Heat where it was like, 
let's just kind of go more off of away from the games. The games kind of are just a formality and write about personalities, interesting things and whatever, but it's, uh, it's exhausting. All of it is exhausting. And I'm already trying to figure out like, where can I disappear to after the Super Bowl? That was after like the second game. I was thinking that. Second quarter. Um, I did enjoy though the Florida trip because I took my kids with me and we stayed a couple extra days and we stayed a day on Clearwater Beach, which is nice. Um, This last trip was exhausting though. And Tony was telling me before you came on that he took a nap and that's why he looks so good. He looks like Tony looks fresh. Tony looks like he doesn't look like he's been through a whole work day. Tony looks like just came off the bench, fresh legs, ready to go. He looks, he, he looks like he looks vibrant and like, man, those Mondays trying to get back from the, a road game to cover Monday press conferences at Alice hall, where you just get no answers. And it's just these circular explanations where it's everybody's fault. So it's nobody's fault and don't worry. Everything's fine. It it's exhausting, man. Cause like I got to bed Sunday night at my hotel in Kansas city at like midnight and then had to be up at three to get to the airport. (laughs) And I like Tony was talking about how he kind of planned out his whole day today. Like, okay, I got an early doctor's appointment for the baby. I got the podcast late at night. I need to get a nap in right here. Like I don't sleep on the plane ever. Unless it's like to Europe or something, then sometimes I'll be able to. And that's I, the only I, way I get through fights. I don't take naps. I can't. I can't take naps. I take like two naps a year, probably. That's that's there's that's how infrequent it is that I can pull it off. So I go through the whole day Monday just like not feeling like a human person, not myself. I, I was describing this to my dad, and my dad's like, "Sounds like being hungover." And I was like, "No, being hungover would be so much better. Like being hungover, I think I could deal with all day a lot better than just." going on three hours of sleep so i'm to go to like go to sleep on flights it crushes you it can't you you personally because it's just like dog i know you have no other time like that has to be your night's sleep like you have to sit down ko immediately it has to be the way because it's like you're gonna be miserable the rest of the time yeah, I know. And like when I covered the NBA and you had back to backs and you you might have had something kind of like this with covering baseball when you were a baseball beat writer, covering back to backs in the NBA. It's like you're up getting back to the hotel after a game. All the games are at night. So you're getting back to the hotel at like 2 a.m. and you got to be on an early flight to Indianapolis or wherever the next day. And like you're getting three or four hours of sleep. Like it'd be a great time to be able to sleep on the plane. But I've just never been able to do that. I hope as I get older. Like once I become a or truly an old man, I'll be able to take naps. That would be great. It's one of the things I'm looking forward to. Man, that's that's something I, I feel like kept me from going crazy. Is just like <laughs> because we're on plane so much, you ha- I find some way to get some type of rest. Close your eyes, even if you're not fully sleep sleep. Get yourself some an hour of rest because you're right. Like the schedules are crazy, yeah. and you, and I think it's wild that y'all have to come right back after a game and be at Hallis Hall at eight a.m. the next day. We don't have to be there at eight, but we got to be there like noon, and to get back from wherever flying commercially, leave it's going to be at a.m. somewhere. Yeah, it's going to be a very early morning because you need to allow for time at O'Hare and whatever. And one of the things that has worked for me on like when I fly overseas is that 
because I, I don't know how to put this. Like I drink a lot, I guess, but I don't drink a lot at a time. Like I drink like semi-frequently, I would say not, not even every single day in the week, but like, I, I couldn't sit here and say, I don't drink, but I don't ever drink much. And so when I get on a plane going to Europe, like two glasses of wine You're and good. I'm ready to knock out. So that's a good <laughs> weapon, but I can't really do that on like a 6 a.m. flight home from Kansas City. On a work day. <laughs> You're a wild boy if you do. 6 a.m. Hey, can I, I get you anything, Some people sir? can, man. Yeah, can I get a Tito's and soda, please? <laughs> <laughs> sir, it's 6.35 in the morning. <laughs> Make that two. You know that I record my like home studio is at my dad's house in the basement. And so I was driving to my dad's house before recording this. And I was like, I'm just like, now I am going to end up sounding like an alcoholic. I was like, man, I'm really in the mood for a beer. I really could use a beer. That'd be great. (laughs) Just one. Then I remembered like all the beer at my dad's house is gross. Like my dad does not have good beer. And he would say the same thing about my house too. Cause like I go to my dad's house and it's just like a bunch of like Bud Light in the fridge. Well, there's only one. There's only one good beer. You yeah, know. I know. Sprechers, A and W, Dad's. Is it a hard Dad's. K? It's a hard. It's only, K. I think it's only, only okay. The beer of root. It's the only good beer. <laughs> the rest of it tastes like urine. My dad thinks that when he comes to my house, probably there's all these IPAs and stuff in the fridge or like he, as he calls it, like oh, fancy you, beers. Do you, you drink the hipster beer? Yeah. <laughs> Get a man's beer, Jason. That's what, yeah, like Bud, <laughs> Budweiser. That's a man's man's beer. Yeah. Um, I was on the uh, I was on the flight down uh, for Kansas City on Saturday and my kids are really into Harry Potter. I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys are. Um. It would have been right. It that would have been at a, at the right time for you guys, I think, right? Yeah, I think I mean, I like Harry Potter came out when I was. Did like we talk about, about this on the, the pod? We didn't get to watch Harry Potter or read Harry Potter growing up. Because the devil. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because it was because Harry Potter was the devil. That's right. Yeah. Um, we're taking a different approach to our kids, where it's okay if they want to read. They, them, they, oh, yeah. they can do fun stuff. Got it. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, not all fun stuff. Good, good for like, Anna and Grace. You know, as far along as they are in the Harry Potter series, I think they're on like book three or four. It all seems kind of like silly little kid stuff to me. I'm not that worried about it. Um, but there was a guy on my flight. He was an adult. And he was a younger adult, but he, like he looked like Harry Potter. He looked like if Harry Potter grew up and was an IT guy and had to travel <laughs> to Kansas City, that's what he'd look like. So I was like, I, I got all his widgets, all his magic to help you fix your computer. Yeah, right. just cast a spell on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had the hair, he had the face, he had the glasses, he had everything. And I was like, I got to take a picture of this guy and send it to my kids. Like my kids are going to crack up about this. And I, and I've, you know, kind of outgrown my habit of taking creeper pics of funny people that I see. Although I realized like, it's so incredibly easy now to take a picture of someone without them realizing it because mm-hmm. You can act like you're on your phone, but even if you didn't act like you're on your phone, everyone else is staring at their phones so much that they're not going to notice what you do. You could set up a whole like JCPenney Sears photo shoot studio around them and they'd never look up and know it. So I took a picture 
with this guy and sent it to my kids and said, hey, Harry Potter's on my flight. And they laughed. That, they thought that was funny. Um, and then I was waiting for the uh, rental car shuttle at the airport. And there was this family sitting next to me. It was like a husband and wife and like probably their 10-year-old son just sitting there on the uh, on the curb waiting for the rental car shuttle to come. And it was taking forever. And that Harry Potter guy was right there by us. And so I'm just like waiting and, you know, waiting for the shuttle. And now I'm going to like start making small talk. And I asked the uh, I asked the 10 year old kid if he likes Harry Potter, which I realized later was a really creepy question for a stranger to be asking a 10 year old kid. You like Harry Potter? Potter? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You want to get in my white van? I'll show you some magic. But he (laughs) but but he kind of like he, he, he very wisely and prudently hesitated for a second. But then he said, yeah. I think he was like, like take, he was taking stock in the situation. Like, okay, we're in public. We're at the airport. Pretty safe. Would you mom, kidnap me here in the public? Mom and dad, <laughs> mom and dad are right here. Okay. Yeah. I can go ahead and answer this. Yeah. And I was like, doesn't that guy over there look like Harry Potter if he grew up? And then the kid liked it. Then now he's like, okay, mm-hmm. you're one of them funny adults. I get it. <laughs> uh, I you're friends. my man, kid. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> That's a good there's a song. show tone. There's a there's a song called Harry Potter. It's hilarious. Russ, have you heard it? <laughs> I'm afraid. What is it? It's, it's just some guy bad rapping, but he was rapping being angry about his baby moms, and for some reason he used Harry Harry Potter as the hook on it. Okay, and take a take him. a second, take uh-huh. a second, and find and produce and find the lyrics, and we're gonna we'll have you read them. Right. Okay. Russ, did you guys do um, – because a big part of my last week was Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Did you guys do that? We did uh, a little bit two weeks ago, me and Tom. Okay. And then – And what, what's the executive stopped. summary of that? Are you, You're against it, right? Because you're on record, I think, as you know, you don't find Taylor Swift attractive. Yeah, but that, that doesn't mean that her and Travis can't be together. I'm a big Travis okay. guy, but I sh- – I'm at the point now where it's run its course for me and it feels very commercial mm-hmm. and I'm out. Like I want, I just, I don't care anymore. Like I care for it's, like 72 hours. Now I'm done. I've seen some great tweets about it because it's an interesting like Venn diagram of the, the Swifties and football. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing, I saw these tweets that were like, we <laughs> We're less than a month from the Swifties posting Matt at Matt Nagy's home address online. Yes. The Swifties another, are just angry Bears fans. There was another one that was like, you know, Swifties watching their first game. Oh, they hit a lot in this sport. It, Swifties in week 15. I'm going to strangle Matt Nagy if he calls another screen pass on third and 14. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's um, it's an interesting it's an interesting situation. I've exhausted my feelings on it on shows mm-hmm. now where I'm like, I, I don't even like you can hear tell by the sound of my voice. Like I'm, I'm done. Like, okay. All right. Well, we don't have to, gotcha, but that's what we did. Do you know, do you know that um, Travis Kelsey is not the highest paid tight end in the league and it, he's still doing fine. Like he's still making 14 something million dollars a year, but he has said he's been asked about it and he's like, not that concerned about it because he likes he makes a lot of money to begin with and he likes being in Kansas City. And I think that's smart. I, I, I've never been in the position to say, uh, I, let me turn down those extra three or four million dollars a year. That's never been my situation in life financially. But I always think 
and again, this uninformed because I don't know what it's like to be one of these multimillionaires. I always think like, why wouldn't you just take a little bit less and play on a good team? Like you'll just be happier. You'll still make $14 million a year and you'll just be happier and your career will go well. And maybe you'll make it up on the back end because you'll be so famous from being part of these great teams. And But I figured out by being in Kansas City, I figured out how Travis Kelsey makes it up. He sponsors everything. You can't go anywhere in Kansas City without some kind of cardboard cutout of Travis Kelsey. Like he sponsors the grocery store. He sponsors Bud Light in Kansas City. He sponsors like Joe's Auto Repair across from the stadium. Travis Kelsey is making up all that money doing all that. And now like part of that though, Russ makes me wonder, and he does a podcast. Travis Kelsey does a podcast, yes. a weekly podcast. A successful one. Very successful. Um, I wonder if like, I wonder if there's some angle with this, like that is not beyond celebrities and like celebrities are businesses. Like Taylor Swift is a real person with real feelings, of course, but she's also a business. Like there is a whole economy around her. Taylor Swift on this, what what's she gonna make on this Eras tour? Something Over a billion in the, dollars. Yeah, it yeah. was it was a billion plus. She, I had read a story like a month ago. She gave all of the people driving trucks for this tour because they got to drive the stage setup all around the country to all these spots. She gave all of them a hundred thousand dollar bonus. Like there is a whole. This is like That's a like this is like a whole country. This yeah. is a whole economy. So it's like it's not beyond and and that's true of any famous person. That's true of Tom Brady. That's true of Patrick Mahomes. That's true of Beyonce. That's true of, uh, you know, every famous actor and actress. Like there's a whole business, musician, there's a whole business around them. There's a whole economy around them. So it would never be out of the scope of reality for something like this to just be part of the business. And it could be part of the business on Travis Kelsey's side too. I'm sorry that like we got to live in a world where uh, I'm that cynical, but like, it's it's a business. That's how these things work. Listen, man, I get your shit off, Travis, in terms of the business side, but also like I tell people, I I honestly think there are two people who, if they were normal human beings, like normal as far as fame, like they weren't famous, they'd just be two people who was like, yo, I kind of like your vibe, I kind of like yours. We should go out. Yeah, we should. But they happen to. She's the most famous person in the world. He's the greatest tight end to ever live. And so you put those things together, boom, now you have all everything that we've gotten over the past two and a half, three weeks. And then his podcast gets to a million subscribers and then mm -hmm. his jersey is the uh, the went up by like 800 percent or it's to the top jersey sold in the NFL right now. And like he's the most searched name on Google and like all these things where it's like for Travis, even if it don't work out like and y'all not actually like a, a thing. You've grown. I think Already. it makes it's it's put Taylor in a different light because he's not like anybody she's dated before. She definitely like nobody he's dated before. Uh, <laughs> so it's uh it's definitely an interesting situation. Yes, and all what makes me feel even more cynical about it all is she is all this all everything you're saying like his jerseys selling four hundred percent times more and all and the Google searches and the podcast and all this. It, this had been like simmering for a while, but it all erupted off of her going to the game. She goes to a nationally televised game on CBS. The camera crew knows where she's going to be sitting. I didn't watch the game on TV, but I assume they must have shown her 20 times during the game. 
I saw one screen cap where they had like, you know, a little like, uh, like introduction, like a name bug on the TV that said like Taylor Swift, 12 time Grammy winner. Like it all feel, it all felt a little, and she's like, Oh, you know, maybe that's how she really felt. Maybe she's that excited to watch a football game, but it looked way over the top. Like it all had a little bit of a feel of being staged to me. Let's start the show. And then hopefully Tony has found these Harry Potter lyrics and hopefully there's something that we can actually use. I have no idea. I'd never heard of what, he, what of this before he mentioned it. Um, I'm as nervous as everyone else is about what is going to come out of his mouth when he reads these lyrics. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure, my co-host Russ Dorsey, and we have Tony Gill, the goaded producer, uh, about to deliver us the lyrics to Harry Potter. That's the name of a song that he found for us. Tony Gill is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to our link, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA and get 23% off everything. And man, this is a good time to do it because not only are we in fall now and you can get the flannel boys, as Tone calls them, which is like they take their classic 100% eucalyptus sheet and they kind of do like a eucalyptus cotton blend to make the flannels. I have them. I like them. I'm not a big flannel sheet guy because I like it cold. When I sleep, but my Same. wife love my wife loves flannel sheets, so we do use those sometimes, and I really like them. They're very soft, very comfortable. But also, beyond that, Russ, they've got a pillow, and like everything I've ever gotten from Sheets and Giggles has been fantastic. And I have not gotten the pillow yet, but it is on its way, and I'm very much looking forward to sleeping on that. Okay, because I think that's big because I am somebody like I have to buy new pillows all the time. Same. Because like once it starts to go, I can't yeah. sleep like that. Like my neck gets all out of whack, and then now I'm yep. grumpy when I wake up. It's not good. Not good. You sound old. Well, no, there's nothing wrong with wanting to sleep well. I know everybody you should said, be able to sleep I mean, well. Use the word grumpy. I you, think that was what did it for me. It's a word in the dictionary. Uh, young people don't use the word grumpy. That's a word I would use. Well, you're old though. Like calling someone a kook. You know, that's like a good fair. old person word that I would use. Yeah. That's fair. So uh, go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA and get 23% off everything there. Uh, Sports Jason is also brought to you by BetMGM. You can go to betmgm.com or download the BetMGM app and use our promo code adjacent1000 and you'll get this deal. Your first bet with BetMGM gets paid back if you don't win up to $1,500 in free future betting credits. You can bet anything there. You can bet all the NFL games, college football games, futures, things like that. <laughs> I cover the Bears. We have a lot of listeners in Chicago. Uh, the Bears are playing a Denver team that just gave up 70 points and lost by 50. Like Somebody might say, oh, yeah, they lost by 50 last week, and it's an exaggeration. No, no, that was really the score. They really lost by 50. Right now on BetMGM, if you want to bet Bears Broncos, it's Broncos minus three and a half coming off a 50 point loss in Chicago. Yo, if you bet on the Bears, and Tony would probably bet that. You should listen, man. Well, I, I have never, never bet on, on my Chicago. overall record, I am up. I am well, in the black because I bet opposite of the Chicago teams and I win. So yeah. I made a joke that, uh, come like, it was during the Tampa game that the uh, on Twitter that the Chiefs were going to be favored by 38 and a half over the Bears. And it turns out that would have been like it was only like 12 and a half in real life. But it turns out like 38 and a half would have been about the right spread for that. Yeah. 
Do y'all? Do you guys? It would have been within your, a score. Uh, it would have been like right there where you'd have had to make a tough call. Do you guys still do your picks in the Sun Times? Yes. Okay. By the time yeah. it it'll come out by the time uh, this is out. So, are you picking the Broncos? Yes. Yeah, as you should, as you should. And I keep thinking that the Bears can't possibly be this bad, and they keep showing me that that they are. So I I don't want to pick them again until I actually have seen them win with my eyes. It's your anyway, fault. whatever you want to bet on any of the games, you can do it at BetMGM. Use our promo code adjacent1000. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Tone, did you find the lyrics for this Harry Potter song? How did you hear this? How did you hear so, about this? Because I have never heard, I was never aware of any song titled Harry Potter. And so, in, I have a million more questions. Go ahead. So in order not to disappoint, I'm not going to read these lyrics. Uh, one, because it's not, it's it's more of a uh, Instagram reel, TikTok song. So there are no actually official lyrics. Um, and two, if there were official lyrics, uh, I would be blushing. But it's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. Okay. So I, I, sent, okay. I sent the link to you guys if you guys want to check that out. Uh, okay. On your, I, I, your do, I'm, I'm, I appreciate but, you sending me like a funny video link to watch, but I'm at work right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I'm in, so the middle, this, I'm in the middle of something for my job. You, you can do it during the break. Can you give us even like a, a, a hint of what this is about? Is it about Harry Potter? Is there something in there that rhymes with Hermione? It has nothing to do with uh, the character we know Actually, as Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Right. Um, oh, is this, wait a minute. Does Harry Potter yeah. refer to something? Is that a name for something? I think is he was just mad oh my goodness. At, at his kid's mom. And okay. that was the first thing he thought of and just wanted to write a diss song. Okay. Okay. Can you give us any more details or information on this since you are not going to read the lyrics? Uh, Save it. There's uh there's a there's a lyric that says uh you don't you you tried to break into my 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 cell phone, you don't even know the passcode. And he was like, okay. it's my birthday. You would have known it if you loved me in the first place. Oh. <laughs> oh. So here's the thing. I now know the song that Tone is talking about. <laughs> okay. It is funny. It's funny. Um, but we can't play it. We can't play it. Okay. Well, I, I wasn't going to play it because then we'd get sued. I just wanted to know if... I, th- oh, I, you got to understand... You only I, get sued if you play a certain amount of, like, more than like six seconds. You got to understand that like I had no concept of there even being one of these songs. So it's natural that I'd have all these questions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's better if you just watch it for yourself. It's funny. It's really, really funny. I remember when I first saw it, I was like, this is hilarious. He might be really mad at this at this lady. And then it goes on to say, you don't even love yourself. If you did, why you use all those filters where every time you take a picture? I'm like, whoa. Not wrong. Whoa. Not wrong. <laughs> Russ, one of the things that has happened in the last uh, two weeks with me being kind of unsupervised is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have, uh, you're going to hate this. I have six unlistened to voicemails, 17 unread texts, and my unread emails is 833. Wait, how many unread texts? 17. That's great for you. Yeah, that's on the low side. The 833 emails is a little high. And I know that this disgusts you that I, I behave this way. Yes. 
but I I feel like I need to come clean about it to you. I uh, the Minnesota Twins did basically must have heard our podcast, and so they their social person asked all the players as they were walking into the ballpark, and Carlos Correa had like thirteen hundred unread text messages, and it's just like that's filthy, man, filthy. Yeah. I would love to be a zero inbox person. That fits my personality, but I just can't do it. I can't keep up with it. You you know you could do it in like 10 seconds, right? No, it would take way longer than that. 833 no. emails? Brother, you go through, you click select all, red, done. I'm closer to just like delete my account and start a new email address. You know, a new identity. <laughs> Jason, you literally click select be- all, red. And if I ain't read them by now, Cuddy I don't read them. Gmail.com. Maybe I'll open a Hotmail account. Hey, like um, back in the day. Yeah, or AOL. I've been very excited to talk to you uh, ever since I heard the Damian Lillard news because I know that that's one of your favorite players. Yes. And this was totally out of nowhere, the Milwaukee thing, at least to me, because everything for months had been Miami, Miami, Miami. And then there was this late leak of Toronto, maybe. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. boom, Milwaukee. And... Damian Lillard might finally play for a winner. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, I think really what led to this is less on the Portland Dame side and more on the fact that Giannis went on a podcast and said, Hey, if I ain't winning titles here, I'm out. It could be Milwaukee or elsewhere. And Milwaukee took that as not a threat, but a promise. And they, unlike other franchises, they did something about it. Great when, he th- when, it, when they thought he was going to leave after twenty or be- after the twenty twenty season, they brought in Drew Holiday. And they won the title, right? He goes on a pod, says, "Hey, man, I want to win titles. If it ain't going to be in Milwaukee, I'll do it elsewhere." And they went out and got Dame. And it's actually funny. It was the day after Drew Holiday said, "Hey, man, yeah, I want to retire with the Bucks." They said, Ugh, "Shit, yeah. we're going to go get Dame, Drew." You At least he's not going to end up stuck in Portland. They are. They. I did read from Woj. Yeah, they're, they're going to move him. Yeah, move someone that's good. But yeah, I love the move by Giannis to put that out there. And even more, I love the move of the Bucks to be like, okay, we better do this. We better not be messing around because mm-hmm. we could still win championships. And it's like, it reminds me of like, there's this scene in Succession where the dad is talking to the kids and the dad is this business powerhouse and the kids are trying to be, but they don't really know how to be. And he says, I love you, but you are not serious people. Mm-hmm. And like the Milwaukee Bucks just showed you that they're serious people. Like they're For not sure. They're not the Thunder, you know, breaking up the team that they had like uh, ten years ago. They're serious people, and they're not messing around. They're going to do what they got to do to keep Giannis happy. And I love that three, by the way. I love that Giannis Dame Yes, I love that actually. Like yeah. it, obviously, you like it because it's three stars. Middleton's a star. Middleton was an all, a multi All Star and on the Olympic team and a great shooter and. Like definitely a worthy two or a three. He already showed you he was a worthy two. He was on their championship team. But like though not it's not just that it's three really good players, Russ. Those guys fit together in my mind. Those guys fit together perfectly. And that they didn't a have great three. They they were able to keep Brooke Lopez. They didn't have to give up Bob. Like their role players still there. Like it's gonna be scary hours for the in the East already weak. I don't believe in the Sixers no more. Toronto not good. Like Boston, all right. <laughs> they ain't won yet. The real, the real one is your Miami Heat, sir. Yeah, they never know what they'll do. Their whole well, they were trying to do this. Their right. whole offseason, like, well, we're gonna have Dame. So they let Gabe Vincent walk. They let Max Struess walk. 
And now it's like, ah, we got the same team and we're actually worse. They might, you never know with them, man. They might find something else. Tone, I want you to read us the um, Damian, Damian Lillard farewell song, or at least give us maybe an executive summary of it. But that does sort of feel like a misuse of your talent because you're kind of our basketball expert on the show. Do you love this yeah. three this these pieces fitting together as much as I do or no? I know you hate Milwaukee, the city, but if you could set that aside for a minute. But the hoops now. Tony's gonna be driving up there ninety oh, minutes. Yeah. What oh. are you talking about? Oh, come on now. Tony's gonna start um, a bucks. He was the first thing I thought of. I said, "Oh, I'm going up to the five serve. It's nice over there." <laughs> um, I like this. I I love this trade. I love this trade for everybody involved. Um, all three teams I think got better and benefits from this trade. You rarely find that. You're like, oh, who's the loser? Like, nobody lost in this trade. Everybody gave up their issues and acquired some sort of asset. Phoenix Suns, I don't got to worry about passing DeAndre Aiden the ball because we weren't really looking to pass it to him anyway. He can go. Bring in Yusuf Nurkic to to do role stuff. Great. Uh, Portland got their picks that they were looking for, um, and they brought the flip. Jeru Holiday to a contender. That's more picks. They got it. And then Milwaukee, they reassured Giannis that they can be trusted, that they can be trusted with his legacy, with his career uh, going forward. And the way they work with him um, was excellent to see. And that's something that I've been kind of harping on a lot in the last few years is superstar players working with their organizations to find competent solutions to win. Um, And I think that's what Milwaukee is, is doing with Giannis where Giannis, he did a superstar thing, right? Like, you know, Hey, if if we're not about winning, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. And Milwaukee, they didn't, you know, fret. They didn't, you know, get scared off. They say, okay, we got you. We're going to, we're going to make something happen here. You don't have to worry about, winning here and it's part, good part of that, that tone part of that tone is because Giannis has the credibility to say it it's a yeah, little now, different yeah. like Gian, Giannis Giannis should say that James mm-hmm, Harden yeah. shouldn't James Harden says give me everything I want and no one gets hurt and they're like cool bro where do you want us to trade you yeah and and, and that's the that's the thing is the balance is he's responsible enough because he is about winning like he mm-hmm. is about making his teammates better he is about winning a championship and not just the money and not just the fame and not just all this other stuff that comes with being an NBA superstar. Uh, he can be trusted with that. And once an organi- organization sees that you can be trusted, then you get a, a lot more leeway. Then you get to be a part of these major decisions because they know you're putting winning first. People like James, Kyrie, um, you know, these other players, like they, they can't be trusted with that. Uh, and that's that you don't build around that. You try to acquire that to be a part of something that's already foundational. Um, but you don't build around that. You build around Giannis. And that's what Milwaukee's doing. It's like our window is now. Like we'll worry about whatever happens after Giannis, at when after Giannis is gone. Right. Yeah, or that's retired. a problem for the GM <laughs> ten years from now. Right, exactly. right, that's right. What right the now should have done ten years ago. He, I got a I got a prime first ballot Hall of Famer with the urge to keep winning. And why would I not feed that right now? What uh, only what reason Portland, would be if you're not a serious person. You're not really right. in this to win. Yeah, like if you're if you're their ownership group or their GM, you got to say, all right, this brother gonna have a statue outside of Fiserv when mm-hmm. he's done. Why in the hell 
where we allow the guy that we drafted developed into a multiple time MVP, brought a championship to Milwaukee of all places, wanted to stay. Mm-hmm. Why would we fuck that up? Mm-hmm. Yep. I think it's yeah. as simple as that. Mm-hmm. And I think for around the league, you have a guy like Joel and B who's looking like, damn, must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. The one guy, the one guy who does lose in this trade is Drew Holiday, because if you're Portland and you're trying to flip him now, you're gonna flip him. The goal would be flip him to a team that thinks they're good but isn't. Because it's only going to be like supposed contenders that are going to want him. Only Send him to a team that is not a serious team. Send him to a team that thinks that they're one piece away, but you know know that that's going to end up being a top 10 pick. (laughs) They're going to be old as fuck with Drew Holiday. And and they're going to get the sixth pick in the draft and it's going to go to Portland. That's the move if you're Portland. Jeez, no. Hey, I mean, you give up. I mean, this this is deep in the woods basketball talk. But, I mean, this is – I like smart teams, smart organizations working with their best players to figure out the best solutions, forward thinking, all of that stuff. Like, Portland was in a similar situation. Could not flip it enough to get the right pieces around. We could have told them. You're not going to win anything with the smallest backcourt in NBA history. Like, you're not going to win anything with that. We could have said that. But they chose to stick with it for some reason. Like, okay, you're not forward-thinking. You're not being aggressive. You're not seeing where the NBA trends are. You're not seeing where the contenders are. And how do I counter those other teams that are vying for an NBA championship? Portland just didn't – I don't think they handled it very smartly. uh, in my opinion. And they ended up having to – having to restart. Tone, what I love on the Bucks side, on the management side of this, is as someone who follows sports and enjoys watching sports, I totally believe that you swing big when you have a chance because it is so hard in any one of these sports to have to build a contender, not not to win, a, not to build a champion, but to build a team that has a chance. Like how many teams in the NBA ever have a chance any given year? Five. I mean, in football this year, wouldn't we say there's probably like four or five teams that could win the Super Bowl? If if you could, if you have the chance, you have to go all out. Like what the Rams did, and mm-hmm. now they're paying for it. Or mm-hmm. like what the Blackhawks did, what the Blackhawks mm-hmm. did with those contracts, and then they had to pay for it. And they've got these guys that are hanging around, making tons of money, and they're not good anymore. And then you're bad after you win your championships. Fine. Like mm-hmm. you have your shot, take it. And I love mm-hmm. that Milwaukee did that. A real shot. Not not one that you kind of dreamt up or no, or not, not the Bears, not the Bears, not the Bears going bullshit. all in, not the Bears going all in to go six right. and eleven. No, right. mortgaging Bulls, all Bulls, their future assets to go six and eleven. No, that's not what I mean. Bulls, Bulls have no Rams, future assets, Bucks, and no. they're they're at the they're at the salary cap right now and double down on a team that didn't make the playoffs. Not the that, Bulls, not that. The Bulls make me so angry. And by the way, you know uh, Mark Eversley and uh, AK were out in the streets today. They talked to Lawrence. They were on the score, yeah. They were. Tony, right fair, the, fair, the farewell track, any good? Uh, It's a creative way to say thank you and goodbye to uh, 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 your old team. You know, LeBron had the letter about joining Cleveland. There's a, <laughs> different ways to do this. The Reading from the lyrics is kind of – it's kind of what I thought about Damian – literally this whole time, like the last couple years that again, we don't 
have the details about what was said between the two entities, Damien and, and the Blazers, about how it eventually kind of deteriorated or went down. But I just don't like people not being honest and always trying to save face with with what happened. And, and you can tell in, in these lyrics. Give us some lines from it. What are some choice uh, so, bars? Couple. Said a uh, couple one. I can I continue leaving trails, but won't be for the Blazers. Uh, I can never be replaced. They'll know sooner than later. Okay. Just know that what I left is better than what I inherited. Um, some other uh bars here. So I'll leave at peace because I know in the end that this is business. Hope you remember all the things you got to sit and witness. In the future, man, I hope we greet with hugs and kisses, but you should know that know they the ones who chose another mission. Mm, okay. He didn't need to man the trade, though. It's yeah, it's kind of wide to me. You know, it's like just be honest. And I think if you're not gonna be to say, hey, they didn't do the best that they could to put a team around me. If you don't want to say that, that's fine. Like, that's, it, it will be fair, right? But it, it's okay if you don't want to, like, you know, rip your, the organization that drafted you and, and believe in you. I get that part. But also don't sneak diss them either if you're not going <laughs> to be honest about it. Like, don't sneak diss them, right? And, and, and say all this other stuff because a lot of this is on you, right? You the one that say, "Oh, I love CJ McCullough." You gotta look. See, hey, man, I don't think it's gonna work between us. It just, it just hasn't. Like, Giannis knows what the deal is. He loved playing. He won a championship with Drew Holiday, but he knows, mm-hmm. like, hey, the current roster right now is not good enough. Like, I, it needs to be better, and that's just what it is. When you're the big shot, you get to call those shots. You have those abilities. So if you don't want to be a part of what the the organization is doing to help, then you can't sneak this on on the, on the way out like that. Like, it, I thought it was kind of whack. Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call. This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are going to be okay. Everything's fine. Don't get worked up, you know. Oh, yeah. I know the Bears are 0-3, and they've been outscored by more than more points than any team in the league so far, but everything's fine. I want to tell you this, but before you, you get into it, so you haven't been listening, so we had like, a 30 minute version of this after week one and Lawrence went on, like it had a 45 minute version last week. So just so you can have an idea of. Thank you. We've, we've okay. been covering everything. Gotcha. Um, everything is fine though. If you're listening to anything that's coming out of house, it's like all new people, but it's still the same line of everything's fine, which it always is until Sundays. Sunday is the lie detector test. You're like, oh, maybe it's not going that fine. We're always led to believe no matter who's in charge there. Behind the scenes, trust us, guys. Everything behind the scenes is going great. Great practices, great team meetings, great leadership council 
sessions, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, and then Sundays tell the truth. Sundays is are forty one to ten. Russ, and what do you know? That, who, close. Do you know who the highest paid player is on the Bears this year? The guy they are paying the most money. They are invested in the most financially. Is it uh, Eddie Jackson? It's DJ Moore, the wide receiver. Oh, okay. And okay. and I would argue money well spent. I would argue he is their best player. For I sure. think he is their mm-hmm. best player. DJ Moore has been targeted in three games 15 times total. That ranks <laughs> 66th in the NFL. 65 players have gotten more targets than DJ Moore. And there have been six times already this season, just in three weeks, Russ, six times this season, an individual player has gotten that many targets or more in a, in a single game. This man, Puka Nakua, in his rookie year as a fifth-round pick, had 15 catches in a game. Yeah. For a buck 50. Yeah. I hate this. DJ Moore, 15 targets so far. <laughs> I don't you want to do this. another one? He did drop a, a a perfect pass last week. I, I like. I know we've been. He wasn't expecting it. He wasn't expecting it. He was so shocked. It was like if he was eating lunch outside and a bird landed in his arms. What the? Where, where'd you come from? I give him zero blame for that because it's like if if nothing is happening consistently enough, and then for the one off chance, you know, uh, a dead clock is right. You know, at one point in the day happens, it's like, oh, oh, wait, what happened? I don't blame him for that. It's never been consistent. Why would you expect it? Do you want another one, Tone? Do you have like a condensed version of that uh, drop or no? Like a no, short? No, no, it's the same one. I can play it real like, fast and, t- and no. take it off. No, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> Russ, Justin Fields threw for 99 yards against the Chiefs. Horrible. Uh, in a game that he started <laughs> and played the whole game, that's tough to do. It's tough to be out there playing quarterback for a full game. Mm-hmm. and not throw for 100 yards. And I was looking up some numbers on this. So like some of the more established quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, for example, has had that happen twice in 176 starts. <laughs> Justin Fields has had it happen five times already. Do you know Justin Fields already has as many pick sixes for his career as Aaron Rodgers? That is funny. When you throw a middle screen in the middle That's of the funny. field in the shadow of the goal post, you're, you're going to do that. Patrick Mahomes, who the Bears said, in hindsight, who could have known he'd be this good, except for the Chiefs and probably a few other teams that wanted to draft him, has thrown for under under 100 yards once in 83 starts. If you look at the five quarterbacks who were drafted in the first round in 2021, Justin Fields has thrown for under 100 yards in a start five times, Zach Wilson four times, Mac Jones twice, Trey Lance once, and Trevor Lawrence never. We're talking 100 yards <laughs> passing. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's fine, though. Yeah, I got about one more week. Before I'm, I'm, I'm publicly. I'm, I'm already there privately. But I have one more week before I'm publicly on the Caleb Williams train. Pause. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's going to matter. It won't, but I'm I'm just going to – I'm I'm taking my – Justin Fields one hat off and putting the Caleb Williams hat on and we've got a lot of USC. You know, but but here's my thing too is like I know that it's like oh you know his dad threatened to go back to school with the NIL money it was like we know that's not financially the best move he get right. hurt he can but you gotta be concerned right 
like, hey, we are forcing, we're going to the league, but we're forcing out of here. We're trading out of trade me. Like, I, I don't, it's so much on the line if you aren't in the right place with competent people. There's yeah. so much on the line. The narratives that Justin Field is, is now going to have to defeat in other places, right? Because now you're a backup. Now, if you get another chance, you're going to be a backup. Like, who's going to take that risk again? And it's all because of incompetence from the coaches in in your first year. It Everything has to be so right for yep. this to work. And, and I'm so should. happy Patrick Mahomes ended up with Andy Reid and that coaching staff because yeah. we, we would have never been able to experience what we watch now if he was in any other place. Like, it's not just the talent. The talent needs to be taught and coached up very well. And that's something that's never happened here. Everybody that walks in there into that building catches the disease. It's amazing. And like, I, I don't think Mitch Trubisky would have ever been good. And it's not looking like Justin Fields is that type of quarterback mm-hmm. right now either. But I would say like, they didn't get the best version out of those guys. Not either one of them. Mm-hmm. Like there was more, Mitch Trubisky could have been better than he was with the right coaches. And Justin Fields, all you have to do is think back to his first start in that Cleveland game with Matt Nagy calling the Andy Dalton plays for Justin Fields. And it's like, man, neither of these guys had the chance when they walk, from the time they walked in the door to become whatever is the best version of them they could be. And I don't know how good that would even be. I don't. I don't know that Justin Fields landing in the right spot would have been Lamar Jackson or that Mitch Trubisky would have been you know, uh, able to rival the other quarterbacks who went high in the draft that year, Watson and Mahomes, had he ended up with a better team. But like, I know that the Bears did not get the max out of those guys it's it's it sucks because i you know there's talent there like with mitch i think there was a ceiling to what the talent level was but he had skills there's literal talent there with justin and he made chicken salad out of chicken shit last year and had the best rushing season we've ever seen from quarterback and you're like oh man you get him offensive line you get him a wide receiver then you're gonna be cooking with gas he gets they get the wide receiver they have not improved off uh, in the offensive line. And I, it's hard for anybody to succeed that way. At the same time, the year they won the Super Bowl, I think Aaron Rodgers got sacked 55 times, which is the same amount that Justin Fields got sacked last year. And it's just mm-hmm. like, man. Well, that's the I thing I always say, Russ, is about quarterbacks. I, I say this all the time. It's like if you need everything to be perfect for you to do guy. well, that's not special. Yeah, that it just isn't special, and like I don't mean to pound on this guy, um, because this was an amazing story when he did this. But Nick Foles has historically proven to be not a special quarterback. When he had his special run to win a championship, he walked into a team where everything was perfect, where they had all pros on the offensive line, the best rushing game in the league, a top five defense. Like he stepped into a perfect situation and thrived in it. There's a long line of guys that can do it when everything's perfect. You have to be able to, like you said with Rodgers, the great players, the special quarterbacks are the ones who don't need everything to be perfect. They'll figure it out. Give me half a chance and I'll figure it out. Russ, I want to tell you about three people uh, I heard about in the news this week that all reminded me of Tony Gill. And I just want to see if any of this resonates with you. Okay. The first is um, a Danish artist, a painter, who was commissioned to paint two pieces for 70 grand, was given 70 grand for this. And he delivered two blank canvases 
and titled the work, Take the Money and Run. <laughs> yes or no, that sounds like a Tony Gill scam. 1,000%. Also, that should be the, his last day on this earth. <laughs> the artist was ordered to repay it, and this again sounds like Tony Gill to me. He denies committing a crime because he says he did create art by doing this. It's fair. Okay. I'm going to agree art when it splatter all over those canvases, too. Right. <laughs> Speaking of splatter, Tony Gill or not Tony Gill on this story, a woman in Michigan had to be rescued by police because she got stuck in like an outhouse type toilet at a lake. In the toilet, she had gone into the toilet in this public uh, outhouse type thing to because she dropped her uh, Apple watch down there. I'm going to say not Tony Gill. Not Tony Gill on this one. Okay. If there's one thing I know Tony knows how to do, it's it's go to the bathroom properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on now. I, I trust Tony. I trust Tony with that. It's Tony, wouldn't, his favorite Tony wouldn't have dropped the Apple Watch in there in the first place. No, for sure. For sure. Mm-mm. But if he had, and, the, and it was described as like it landed kind of on top of a mound, so it was still like it hadn't sunk in. It could be got. And this woman lowered herself down into it and was able to retrieve the watch, but then was not able to get out. Imagine that hell. And an <laughs> Apple Watch, like an Apple Watch, is like four hundred or five hundred dollars. And yes, that's legitimate money. But I don't think I'm taking four hundred or five hundred dollars to get trapped in a toilet for any amount of time. Like she's down there in it. Is the, the, the police spokesman described it as she was quote in the muck, Ugh. and they had to like remove. Dismantle the toilet and then pull her out by a strap all over an Apple Watch. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I, I do wonder though, Tone, whether you would have tried something kind of MacGyvery like that to try to get an Apple Watch out of there. I understand when I need help. And I'm like, hey, I get it if you don't have anything available, but I drop my watch Apple Watch down there in the in, in the toilet. Would you, could, could you please tell me? If not, it's cool. That's what insurance for. This is what the warranty's for. Let's get it replaced. I get a new one. It's okay. We can't be attached to these items, people. Like, life and your well-being and your integrity is worth more than this technology. I, I think if I don't have the money for a new Apple Watch, I'm just going without an Apple Watch. And I'll, I'll, I'll probably... That too. Okay. I'll probably live. Rather than go down in a toilet. All right, Ross, last one. Tony Gill or not Tony Gill? This this one's a no-brainer yeah. for me. I learned about a content creator named Derek Downey Jr. And he's in LA and he is famous. This is his thing. He is famous for developing relationships, friendships with squirrels. There are videos of him just, he's just like kicked back. He's kind of just chilling, you know, feeding the squirrels almonds and stuff. And they're eating it right out of his hand. And he's talking to them, you know, giving them life advice. They're very good videos. I like this. Here, let's, um, we can hear Derek Downey Jr. kind of explain this and you'll get an idea. Because what I upload on TikTok and Instagram um, is just a snippet of um, what, what goes on in the life of me and, and Richard and friends all right so i first want to address some of the questions that i get a lot on TikTok richard and friends are squirrels and on instagram and the main question is um how long did it take for me to train the squirrels i didn't train the squirrels 
they're wild squirrels that hang out with me. Okay. Another question that I get is how long that I know Richard. I've known Richard for over about a year and a half. Um, and our first video, our first interaction, I still have that video and I'm going to upload that, um, eventually. Um, but yeah, let's just go back to the beginning, to the first video. This video here brought me over 20 million views on TikTok. Is 20 million views a lot on TikTok? It's a lot anywhere, dog. Well, I know, I know it's a big number, but I thought the TikTok numbers were kind of skewed. I didn't know if 20 million qualified as enormous. Okay. Yeah. You're getting paid. Uh, I, you get to monetize that whole shebang bang. That video that we just listened to a clip of and saw a clip of, I, I watched it. It was like 16 minutes long, and I was riveted by it. Like <laughs> these squirrels are are he? These squirrels are acting like a domesticated dog or cat around him. Like and and he does. If you ever get a chance to watch Derek Downey Jr. in his videos, which again I discovered this today, he makes the squirrel noise so well. Like he calls them like. I don't know how you even do it. No, that's not it. That's a different one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different one you're doing. I'm trying, okay? All right. <laughs> Go ahead. Do your squirrel noise. Let's hear it. Let's see. Oh, that's pretty good. There you go. Okay. All right. Well, about so squirrel man it. over here? Don't let's hear your squirrel noise. <laughs> <laughs> he does this whole squirrel face with the teeth the going squirrel and face. I forgot about the Tony he squirrel scrunch, face. He scrunches his face up. This is Tony Gill, right? I mean, Tony, if he, Tony, A, Tony, like, has his sense of well-being in the world based on whether he sees squirrels running around. We know that. That's established. But Tony would absolutely do this if he had thought of it and if he had gotten any kind of response from the squirrels, I think. Yeah, I... A hundred percent. This is what Tone's doing, but I think it's what Tone's doing pre-marriage, pre-baby, because mm-hmm. now you got to worry about. All right, if he gets bit by one of the squirrels, if they turn on him, now you bring in rabies or some yeah, other disease yes. into the home. Around. Well, that's one of the things Death I worry about with baby. him parenting. Is like you saw this video of Derek Downey Jr. sitting on his porch feeding squirrels. Like, if Stephanie's not home, is Tony going to be doing that with the baby? And then the baby yes. learns a bad lesson of. You know, I can just put my hands around squirrels and stuff and I'll be fine. Right. I love the videos, by the way, the Derek Downey Jr. videos. Like, I'd never heard of this guy before. These videos are great. He is very likable. He feeds these squirrels. He talks to them. And then he's gone now to build. He built them like a whole little like village out on his balcony. And he talked about like, I'm sitting here thinking like, why is he doing this? And he talked about like. He just kind of like likes the squirrels like Tony and he was going through depression at the time. And it's like these squirrels were kind of like a pet. They were kind of like, you know, the you don't feel this way, Russ, but like the way a lot of people feel about their dog or their cat. So it's kind of a cool story. And um, the videos are very entertaining. All right. Good for Derek Downey. 100% Tony Gill behavior, though. For sure. For sure. Let's do the news. All right. We start with Mac Jones. And my only thought on this is, what are you doing, man? Like, WTF here, Mac Jones, okay? 
Okay. Okay. He appears to have made contact with yet another crotch. <laughs> which dirty player. I never played full contact football, but we played a lot of recess football and played a lot of flag football in college, like intramurals. I don't recall ever touching a crutch. I felt like I was able to avoid that in my <laughs> recreational football experience, uh-huh. but not Mac Jones. Mac Jones is in the NFL and uh, it, like once is an accident, but multiple contacts. Like, come on, man. Like what's how, how many times does this have to happen before we're like, hey, what's up with this? This will be the third time. This would be the second. This would be the second. Um, Now, he does have this reputation as a dirty player, though. He was fined twice as a rookie, as a rookie quarterback. What quarterback gets fined twice for unnecessary roughness and then another time for unsportsmanlike conduct? You'll remember the other contact with a crotch was him, quote unquote, sliding and putting his foot in the center of uh, Jaquan Brisker, Mm -hmm. the Bears safety last (laughs) season. So uh, he... The, the player that he touched, which I think he acknowledged uh, this time was Sauce Gardner, the cornerback for the Jets. And uh, he took issue with what appeared to be like kind of a slap or a swipe to his manly area during Patriots Jets last week. Sauce Gardner describes it this way. This was after a, a QB sneak. And Sauce Gardner describes the incident as Mac Jones reached his hand up to try to get me to help him up. And I just moved his hand out of the way. Then he just comes up to me like, good job. But while he said that, he hit me in my private parts, which is exactly how Tony Gill would describe it. (laughs) It's exactly the phrase Tony would use. You know what I'm saying? I definitely wasn't expecting that. First time for everything, I guess. Man, my stomach hurt a little bit. You know what I mean? I don't even know what to say. I got to ice up. He's trying to keep me from having kids in the future. He's tripping. End quote. So he gave him a little uh, cup check. Yeah, I, I mean. I don't see how you have friends. Gave him the old Mitch cup check. What a weird ex- explanation for it, though. Like, oh, I just wanted to tell him good job, good play. Like, well, see, I I, I, I game, know game recognized game, buddy. Here's a little, you know, slap to the, to the private n- parts, as mm-hmm. Sauce Gardner put it. By the way, do y'all know what uh, Mac Jones' real name is? Uh, mm. I forget. I I forget what it is. Remind me, it's, please. It stands for McCorkle. Yeah, there it is. Yep. McCorkle Jones. That's definitely something McCorkle will do. McCorkle definitely cup checking. <laughs> Mitch cup checking somebody. Yeah. I don't I don't see how those people have friends. Like if I knew that you were a the ball like, cause, cause kind of what kind of code do you live by? Like, I can be friends with that. Well, this like, is a what? Chris Paul thing, right? Yeah, I wouldn't be friends with Chris Paul either. I wouldn't either. Like, I, I don't, I don't see why. Like, there's no reason you should be any anywhere near another man's end scene. Like, why, why are you trying to find that that part out? Like, Mac Jones, like, what are we doing Mac, out here? I can't. Mac Jones that. got. If, go ahead. If 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 that if I was his dad. I choke him up. So I'm like, is this what you do? Is this what you like? Is this how you get down? Not as this like, what, what you like, this what you get down. What if it is what he likes and like what he gets down? I, like, Even then, that that's, that's not appropriate behavior this, uh, in a, a, on, a, on the field of sports. Like, come on, man. So like, from, from the way you started it, it is definitely different than the Jaquan Brisker. Yes. But 
worse. Is, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Mac Jones kind of was very dodgy about this when he was asked about it. And just wanted to talk about, he just wanted to talk about the Cowboys game, which I don't blame him. But he, he kind of admitted that he made contact like by accident and that he was just trying to say good job to Sauce Gardner as though, you know, like this is all in the name of sportsmanship. <laughs> do you remember uh, do you remember Devin McCourty from the Patriots? Yes. He, he's played with Mac Jones and I, I, Devin McCourty nails this. I'm going to read what. I'm going to quote for you what Devin McCourty said on WEEI in Boston. I won't call Mac a dirty player because I know him personally, and I think he's a good dude. He's a good kid. But I will say he has to stop being around these incidents. Is it on purpose? Is it intentional? It's not going to matter because once you're involved in too many of these situations, it is what it is. There's a lot of players that have played this game, and they're not involved in any of these things. He's doing things that you don't really need to have on the football field ever. End quote. What what they say, Tone? The appearance of evil. That's what Mac Jones right. is. Like even <laughs> you're not trying to, you around the evil. <laughs> yeah, I don't man. I don't, I don't know, man. I just couldn't I couldn't be friends with somebody. And I knew that they were doing that. I couldn't be friends with them. They they deserve no friends. I, I think once, like, when it happened with Jaquan Brisker, you're like, okay, it's a foot. It's, we haven't seen him do this before. Okay. Weird accident. But you can't have two of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you remember uh, Ime Udoka from yes. the Celtics? Yeah. Uh, when, he, when the Rockets hired him, it was under the cover of some other big national news that I can't remember now. But it was like something happening. Maybe it was like some big scandal happened, and you know, someone in the Rockets was like, Ooh, and now get that out right now. <laughs> uh, well, he was engaged to Nia Long when he worked for the Celtics, and there is alleged uh, extramarital activity, and they have since split. But uh, she kind of she, she went after him and the Celtics on Instagram this week. Um, she's still upset about this, understandably so. And several celebrities responded in support, including Snoop Dogg. And I need uh, I need a little bit of help understanding specifically what he means here. I get that it's in support, but I'm just I'm not totally sure what he is saying he's going to do. Tone, can you read the Snoop Dogg quote? And now, Tony Gill reads. You're on mute. You didn't have to unmute. There you go. Jason. How you doing, big fella? I missed you. You're shining. Thank you. You're shining like the light. Shining like the light. Glad <laughs> 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 well, to see you, man. Thanks for inviting Tony Gill with glasses back into the building. How you doing, Russ? What's going on, Tony Gill with glasses? Oh, Russell glasses. Oh, I didn't notice. Russell I didn't glasses also here. Yeah. All right, cool. his are on like, but Russ is wearing his glasses like a normal person. They're not askew. What, what do you mean? What Snoop Dogg say about um, Nia Long and Ime Udoka? <clears throat> Snoop Dogg replying to Nia Long on Instagram. Accountability to my sis and nephews. 
Retribution is in order. I stands with you. I am Neil Long. I got your back. Roses and uh, prayer hands. Is he saying, is nephew's retribution a term or what is he? No, no, there's two different words, brother. There's well, it's not punctuated words. in a way that I can follow it. Well, well, nephew is like something that Snoop says. Oh, he just says it like he ends every sentence like that. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got you. Okay. All right. So read it again for me, Tone. Read it back for me because I th- is he talking about Neil Long's kids who he is calling his nephews or is he just using the Snoop general term for like word like nephew? Accountability to my sis and nephews. Retribution is in order. I stands with you. I at I am Neil Long. I got your bike. B A C. Roses and prayer hands. Okay. So I think he actually is talking about her kids in this case, not just the general Snoop nephew. But that's why I asked, because he uses that word so often. You got to be specific, specific, but he was talking about her children, I think. But okay. her and Ime didn't have kids together. Okay. Is the so retribution just, thing, like, is it something that Ime needs to be thinking about when they play in L.A.? or? Well, retribution? Like, What does he mean? I don't, like, I don't, I don't know. He said that she needs retribution, but... Like okay. what are the Celtics supposed to pay her or is that yeah, how that well, works? She's I don't already think... done some movies. We watched them. I think people have moved on. I don't know, think you get paid for getting cheated on. And like I'm not saying that she deserved anything like that, but I, I don't know if the Celtics can be like, yeah, we owe here go a million dollars because our head coach did this to you. That might not be what Snoop means. Well, that's what uh, retribution yeah. means. Oh, uh, he's trying to get it back in blood. Or if he's trying uh, to get it know. back in blood, that that's what I'm saying. Is I'm, a, I'm saying mm. does Yudoka need to be concerned when they play in LA? That's what I'm asking. I don't, I don't mm. honestly, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, this email Yudoka. Russ, let me tell let me tell you about my favorite news story of the week because this was incredibly relatable to me. This happened in Florida, of course. Uh, two kids in Florida had heard enough from their mom, and maybe this will resonate with you. Okay, from childhood. But this makes me think of my own nine and twelve year old right now. They'd heard enough for their mom, and they went into from their mom, and they went into open revolt. This is an Associated Press story from Southwest Florida. A ten year old boy and his eleven year old sister stole their mom's car in the night and used it to run away to California. Okay, that was the plan. At least they didn't make it to California. They made it about two hundred miles before police stopped them in Gainesville, Florida. And it turns out that the mom discovered the car missing and the kids missing and reported the car stolen and the kids missing to the police, leading to the kids being caught. The detectives in Florida interviewed the kids to see why, why did now there might be a reason here. If these kids Uh felt so desperate that they got in the car, they stole their mom's car and started trying to drive to California. What danger were they trying to escape? What horrible situation must there have been? And they found no indication whatsoever of mistreatment. What they found instead, the kids told the deputies that the reason they ran away was because they had been misbehaving and their mom had taken away their electronic devices. Oh, you thought she was going to run away before. Just wait till you get back to this house. Are they part of the community? I don't know. There weren't. There wasn't like a picture with the story. Photos. They didn't photos on included. They, it did say, though, that the mom didn't press charges. And I'm thinking those kids might later wish that she had. Yeah, 
Mm. Uh, my, my kids are incensed when we take away the iPad. My kids oh, give me this you, reaction dad. like, what the bleep? Are you high, dad? You know, that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> they don't say that. No. They don't say that, but it's got – They don't say that. It's got that energy. It's got that energy. Like, who the bleep do you think you are? Are you high? Are you high? <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I I wouldn't imagine. I I I couldn't even fathom the thought to do something like that. Listen, man. Like, how emboldened know. were these children? Oh, how to, entitled to, to are they? This? How entitled yeah, like, are what, they? What's the going on in, in this house? Tony, the police detectives in Alachua County, Florida, are interviewing them. Like, oh, you guys ran away. Like, did your mom? Are you? Is everything mom okay? Beat, home? Is your mom beating you? Like, what's going on? And they're like, no, that bleep took away our iPad. We were right <laughs> to run away. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I came on here and told y'all about the story when uh, I called the police on my brother and they came to the house. And it was a. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. My chest hurt just thinking about what would happen if, if I had this. Oh, man. You ever. Actually, it's funny how like stories or things can like. Just in sense, like a physical reaction. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like uh, uh, Stephanie, she was talking, uh, going over like some really, really old text messages between us. Uh, one, we were uh, fighting about something. And I'm like, I-, I don't remember the exact conversation, but I remember hearing your response to whatever it was, and my chest hurt. <laughs> no, like, I didn't like that, that feeling. And that happens every time I see a, a bad child. I was like, I would never, ever. Just out of sheer fear. Can you imagine? Like, yeah, I, like, it doesn't even sound good to have your parent be mad enough that they're going to take away your iPad and send you to bed or whatever. Like, you're right. already in some trouble at that point. Right. <laughs> what do you think the reaction is going to be when you stole the car and drove 200 miles trying to make it to California? Let me, tell, let me put it this oh, way. Lord. If you steal the car... Like your ass better make it to California. Oh, you yeah, you you, you, you go wish you made it. That's your new life. Well, That's your new life now. You can you're never basically go back. in your you're in witness protection. Well, like you you better way, make it all the way. You better at least make it to Texas, and you better change your name. How how old were they, Jason? Uh, a ten year old boy and his eleven year old sister. They yeah. made it two hundred miles. Enraged about the iPad. Yeah, what would that be? About like three hours if they're going. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you think your mom's going to like that? Oh, you're where? My car is where? The police have you in custody where? Like, I'm, th- it's, I'm breaking it down in my head. And like, first of all, it's the fact yeah, that don't the worry, officers, I'm not going to press charges. I'll handle We're this. able to drive mm-hmm. three hours away. In the middle of the night, Russ, they were they were pulled over like in the morning. No, nah, I'm, I'm sorry if, if our listeners out there don't condense. I'm whooping somebody's ass. <laughs> Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call This is fine I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently Everything's fine That's okay Things are gonna be okay Tom, we can do these all day, man Everything's fine Everything's fine with the Bears um, Ryan Poles has made some good moves since he took over the team, but I, there's a couple that maybe I have some questions about. 
Um, one of them is about one of your favorite players, Russ, Valus Jones. <laughs> is the, he still uh, on the team? The first offensive player that Ryan Poles ever drafted. He was a third-round pick last year. He has played four snaps on offense this season. Chase Claypool, a big trade acquisition. By, by the way, in Chicago, that was celebrated. I'm surprised there wasn't a parade when they the day they traded for Chase Claypool. Mm-hmm. Like there was a lot of hype mm-hmm. about Chase Claypool. Four catches this season. Roquan Smith, I don't know if you remember him, but he was a bear. And if you're taking over a team and you need a lot of young, high-end talent and you don't have much, that might be a guy you keep. Um, he was an all-pro last year mm-hmm. for the first time with Baltimore, not the Bears. And uh, he has one and a half sacks this season, which is more than the entirety of the Chicago Bears. And one other move. I count this as a move, even though Ryan Poles is not the one who brought Justin Fields in. He did bypass the chance to start fresh when he had the number one pick. Uh, C.J. Stroud, one of the top quarterbacks from the draft, has 906 yards and four touchdowns in his first three NFL games. For the Texans. I mean, if you can do it for the Texans, you can do it for the Bears. It's so bad. Back to the news, Russ. Uh, finally, um, we've talked a lot about the Bears today, but here's some news about some actual Bears that are succeeding. Okay. That's, okay. Things are going very well. Everything is more than fine for these Bears. A three-legged bear named Tripod. So even a three-legged bear is doing all right. Uh, in the Orlando area, went wild in this family's home. He tore through the screened-in porch, went in the house, found the fish tank, left the fish alone but ate all the fish food, then went to their fridge and helped himself to three cans of White Claw, opened mm. them, drank them. It's a good time. That is a story from NBC in Orlando, Florida. And then from the Associated Press, two bears in Alaska, which I, I, as far as I know, bears outnumber people in Alaska, probably. Uh, they hijacked a Krispy Kreme donut delivery van, which that sounds amazing. If I could just like find a fully loaded Krispy Kreme delivery van and not have to worry about the health consequences. That, that's a fun morning. That'd be a good time. So this delivery guy for Krispy Kreme was driving the delivery van, at two, and he was at a convenience store. And before he made his delivery, he went in and was just chatting with the, uh, the store manager. You know, you probably become friends with people that are on your route. While he was in there, these two bears went into the back of the open van and just started chowing down on donuts. And the people realize this, and they come out, and they're like, banging on the van, you know, banging on the on the side of it, trying to get the bears. The bears did not come out. The bears knew that, you know, we're bears and your people. And like, these are our donuts now. And they demolished them until finally they had to come and like, I guess if there's like a siren, they do a siren and it makes the bears run away. But good, good time to be those bears. And they chewed up. Choo, 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 yum, yum, yum. Mm-hmm. Here for it. Yeah. Here for it. I, I, those are, those are stories that are covered so differently in the animal world. I mean, here we're like, oh, no, a bear broke into someone's house. Oh, a bear stole a bunch of donuts. In the bear newspapers, it's like bears have a great time. Bears so, came up. Two lucky bears chowed down in a way that we would love to see it. We love to see more of it. We encourage anybody, any animal that's reading this, hey, take back your territory. Right? They're imparting on our territory. They want to bring their food. 
Go ahead, chew it up. Mayor That's of the, the news. Mayor. Jason, it's good to have you back, sir. Yeah. Thank good you. Effort, Thank you. Good effort, Jay. Good job. Thanks. We uh we were, we were glad to have you back. We had a great time last week with Lawrence. It's a lot of fun, but it, it is nice to have you back in that seat and have the uh the full crew back in action. Uh Sports Jason is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. Use promo code SPORTS. That is promo code SPORTS to get 23% off your next purchase by going to sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA. Get the flannel, boys. It's cooling off here around the country. It's starting to rain. That's great. Love the rain. But on those cool, rainy mornings, you're going to have flannel, boys, that cup you, that hug you. If you, you don't have anybody there next to you to do so, the Sheets and Giggles Sheets will do that. Promo code SPORTS, 23% off your next order. Even if you do, man, I mean, who, who would turn down some cupping cup and both hugging? Y'all. Yeah. And while, and while you're being cupped and hugged, like you're going to want to rest your head on a good pillow. Check out the pillow mm-hmm. too at Sheets and Giggles, sheetsandgiggles.com that, that, that slash too. SA. 23% off is such a good deal, man. It's I keep waiting for them to pull mm-hmm. that and be like, we'll give you, we're going to go to 10% or something like that. 23% off is a great deal. 1,000%. Uh, we're also brought to you by BetMGM. You can get up to 15 15- $100 back in site credit if you do not win your first bet by using promo code adjacent1000. That is adjacent1000. Fade the Bears. That's all you got to do. Fade the Bears. The creed, the tone lives by BetMGM, the king of sportsbook. Gentlemen, anything before I let the fire folks go? Tony, you're about to put that new baby through college by fading the Bears? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's a universal rule at this point. The Chicago teams are going to lose more. Than <laughs> I, I was going to say it's not just the Bears. You're doing all yeah. the Chicago teams because this started as oh, a yeah. Bulls thing with you. Mm-hmm. Started the Bulls team. Let me ride. It became the White, White Sox. Sox. You kind of turned it Easy. into like the under the Reinsdorf umbrella, and mm-hmm. now it's spreading. And now it's it's the Bears. And you can't tell me that I got the numbers. If I'm above fifty percent, I'm a winner. So you know you know how I get down. And with that, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the motherfucker.